Dobardan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 2nd of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Friday the 21st, the Tunisian embassy in Belgrade announced that, as of the 20th of November, Tunisia's citizens will no longer be allowed to enter Serbia on a visa-free regime. For several weeks, the EU has been accusing Belgrade of fueling the increase of migrants entering the bloc because of the visa-free agreements Serbia has with some countries in Asia and Africa. Ylva Johansson, the European Commissioner for Home Affairs, said on the 14th of October that the European Commission will not rule out suspending Serbia's visa waiver access to the bloc if the country does not prevent irregular migrants from entering EU territory from the Western Balkans. In unrelated news, on Friday the 28th, Besnik Bislimi, Kosovo's deputy prime minister, had to participate in a conference held in Belgrade via video because Serbian authorities banned his planned visit to Serbia's capital on Thursday the 27th. Serbian authorities stopped his delegation on their way to Belgrade because of security reasons. Bislimi said that they were stopped far from Belgrade and that he finds it hard to believe that a security threat was found at that point. He also said that the reason behind the ban was Serbia's unwillingness to discuss peace and the normalization of relations with Kosovo. So, on Friday the 28th, the UN asked both Kosovo and Serbia not to politicize visits. Speaking of Kosovo, in previous shows, we mentioned that Kosovo decided to have drivers change their Serbian license plates to Kosovo ones. They had agreed that drivers would have time to do so until the 1st of November. However, the Prime Minister, Ali bin Kurti, announced that the executive has decided to give them more time so that they will have until the 21st of April, 2023, to make the changes. After that, drivers that continue to use Serbian plates will initially be fined and forced to attach probationary plates to their cars. The issue of vehicle license plates has been a source of dispute between Serbia and Kosovo for a long time. Recall that in 2008, Kosovo declared its independence, but Serbia never acknowledged it. Serbia withdrew its forces from Kosovo, but has continued to operate a parallel state system, issuing documents, license plates, and other papers for Serbs in Kosovo. Moving on, on Tuesday, the 1st of November, the Crimea Platform Summit took place in the Croatian capital of Zagreb. The Crimea Platform is a Ukrainian initiative that aims at unifying international efforts to re-annex Crimea to Ukraine. 42 delegations from 32 countries, including the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the U.S. Congress, Nancy Pelosi, attended the parliamentary summit. Recall that about a month ago, Russia's ambassador to Belgrade, Alexander Botsan, and the president of the Serbian parliament, Vladimir Orlic, held a meeting where Harchenko asked Serbia's delegation not to participate in the summit. On that note about the relations between Russia and Serbia, Ivica Dacic, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, stated on Sunday the 30th that the West was pushing Serbia away from the Occidental and closer to Russia and China, since Serbia was being pressured to impose sanctions on Russia despite the close relations between the two countries. Dacic said that he understands why both sides are putting pressure on Serbia, since each has their own interests to protect. However, he said that the West has been much more intrusive when it came to its requests than Russia. That's why he said he believed that Serbia will end up choosing the side where it's treated better. During the month of September, many news outlets speculated that the president of Serbia, Aleksandar Vucic, planned to create a new organization in which he would be the leader. This week, Vucic confirmed that he will be establishing a large national movement in the next six months, 
He also said that one of the key issues the movement will deal with is political corruption. Many think that this was not Vucic's true intentions. Pavle Gurpovic, a member of the opposition party United for the Victory of Serbia, said that this move is actually just a rebranding of Vucic's current ruling party, the Serbian Progressive Party, or SNS. Georgi Pavitjevic, professor at the Faculty of Political Sciences in Belgrade, said that the president wants to erase the bad reputation of SNS. However, Vladimir Djukanovic, a member of the National Assembly of the SNS, denied these accusations and said that the movement was being created because there was a need for national unity. Speaking of dishonest dealings, Danica Grujicic, the Minister of Health, stated that doctors who work in the state-owned health institutions should not work in the private sector and vice versa at the same time because simultaneous work in both sectors is a source of corruption. However, many doctors disagreed with Danica's statement, saying that imposing such a rule would be against the law. One lawyer pointed out that her statement was frivolous and controversial because if the government had an adequate system and organization, the executives should be able to prevent corruption instead of taking away people's right to work in their free time. The Ministry of Internal Affairs, or MUP, refused to provide several journalists with a copy of the security assessment of Europride 2022, a document containing an analysis of the security risks of the international LGBTQ plus event that is held in a different European city every year. The MUP prepares a security risk assessment for every public event, according to which it is decided whether the event will be held or not. Recall that back in September, the police in Serbia banned the event, citing security risks. However, despite the ban, the event still took place. One news outlet requested the security assessment, but the MUP refused to give it to them. The Commissioner for Information of Public Importance, an independent body that controls the work of institutions, stated that the MUP's move was unjustified and that the ministry should make the document public. In other news, Professor Anna Boven, the dean of the Executive School of Economics and Management in Belgrade, said that student internships need to be an integral part of schooling. Many Serbian faculties do not include internships, and if they do, they are not mandatory. She said that, in other European countries, students' CVs are much better than in Serbia because they include work experience, volunteering, and travel, which makes it easier for companies to employ them. Bovin added that it is crucial that companies cooperate with educational institutions in order to find the best solution for both employers and students. On that note about economics, on Monday the 31st, Sonia Avliash, the economist and professor at the University of Belgrade, was a guest in a Patreon-exclusive interview with Lily Lynch, a writer and a journalist who often writes about Serbia. Among other things, they discussed the, quote, massively bloated public sector. Sonia explained that historically, Serbia has been characterized by jobless growth. But since Vucic came to power, employment in the country has been recovering rapidly. However, some of this recovery has to do with further flexibilization of the labor law and the rise of new, more precarious forms of work. Because of this, many people consider public sector jobs as better quality employment than the ones in the private sector. She also said that she didn't think the public sector is bloated in any way, but that giving jobs to party loyalists was definitely a problem. Now, on to some health updates. About 5,000 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 40 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the number of cases has dropped by 1,000. And on some environmental news, 
Serbia has been having a big problem with air pollution, especially during the colder months. Dejan Lekic from the National Ecological Association said that the air quality is extremely bad in 43 municipalities where around 37% of the population lives. He said that the poor air quality was the result of burning waste and that the main culprits are large factories. He stressed that the problem of air pollution in Serbia should be taken seriously because it can cause lung damage, among other health issues. And that's it for this week. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that we were looking for knowledgeable, interesting volunteers who wanted to have some special conversations, like interviews, but less interviewee, about Serbia. It's not too late. If you're interested in maybe being involved, just let us know at podcast at Rorschach.com. Do dalje njeg zvogom. Thank you.